I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. Hello, it's Stephanie. Hey, hey, hey. It is Ty, his child, all the while. And you are now listening in to Inside Beauty Inspires, where we motivate, encourage, and inspire through biblical principles. Man, oh man, Ty, we have been in Romans learning so much about the word and just diving into it. Um, one of the scriptures we've been talking about is faith, walking by faith and not by sight. And, um, you know, there's some things that have been you've been going through and now you're ready to talk about um, what's been happening and open the eyes of those around us to what's real in the reality of children, school, bullying, how all of those things plays a role in your life right now. Starting just with the living by faith and not by sight. So, you know, throughout the um, past few months that we've been doing the show, you know, I've kind of alluded to a journey that um, we are embarking on as a family, uncharted territory, and just um, in general, the role faith is playing. But without being completely transparent, um, just by nature of who I am, I am a very private person um, as it comes to my life, my personal life, my family um, life. But it just um, struck me that maybe what God is asking me to do is share our story. Um, because we do overcome by the power of our testimony. And I don't know um, who may be attached, who may be assigned um, to the story. So definitely have been journaling. Um, definitely going to release a book. But it's still like in real time. I can't believe it's my life, you know? Yeah. I understand, you know, being here a part of this journey the whole entire time, um, it makes it very raw and real. And, you know, just watching you walk this thing out in real time, it's been, you know, like how in the world is she doing this? You know, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Your life changed overnight. Instantly. Instantly. But, you know, I wanted to say this. You know, the Bible tells us Galatians 6 verse 2, to bear one another's burdens and, and as fulfill the law of Christ. And, you know, I, I commend you, you know, because you're being open about it. You're being transparent about it. A lot of parents may be going through something very similar or not knowing exactly what to do or in this matter to, you know, what they're getting this far, you know. Just talk to the people. Let them know because, I mean, I've been watching you, and I know that you're strong, and I know that you have faith, and I know that it can get hard sometimes. Definitely. So on, on tomorrow, on June the 18th, it will have been 90 days since my family took up residency in the hospital. 90 days um, since I've had the opportunity to sleep in my own bed. It's been almost 90 days since, you know, the light of our lives dimmed. You know, um, 2023, you know, I so proudly proclaimed was going to be the year of turning keys. And I still, you know, believe that we don't ever foresee um, our journey 
and um, what God will have us walk through. I definitely couldn't have foreseen. I knew that he was working on me um, in areas of patience, in areas of being able to trust him without me putting my hands in it. Um, I know he'd been working with me on my heart, um, on forgiveness, um, just a lot of things. And so, you know, I was willing to put in the work, um, but I just could have never imagined. And, you know, um, I think that's the way that it's designed, you know, when the enemy is coming to attack, you know, a lot of times he isn't going to let you know that he's on the way. Mm-mm. It's, 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 it's everybody by surprise. You know? Yeah, it's generally um, all of a sudden, you know, they say that that he marches around like a stealth lion, you know, waiting for the perfect um, time to attack. And it was crazy because things were happening in my life, you know, on my job, you know, things were happening in my marriage that I would have assumed were the sources of the attack. And, you know, I was strong in both areas. You, know, you, you can't touch this. You know, I, yeah. I wasn't even um, really concerned. Yeah, because yeah. I already knew who was for me. You yeah. know, you got to come stronger though. You can't come against me. You know, um, and then a situation was happening, you know, with um, one of my older daughters. And, you know, it kind of like knocked me down on my knee, but it didn't knock me out. You know, I was like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> you know, that's all you got. Still standing, still trusting God. You know, every single day I would just say, God, I trust you. You know, God, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. And we were just really excited because this year the baby turns 13. And, you know, yeah. that's just a really huge um, birthday, and, you know, in many different cultures. But, you know, um, actually going from um, being that baby to a little lady was going to be like a really big thing. And anybody who knows me knows that, like, I am a big birthday person. Um I guess because, you know, my birthdays never really got celebrated. I never really had a birthday party or anything like that. So I've always been super over the top when it comes to um, my kids' birthdays. And this one wasn't going to be any different. And um, spring break happened. um, It was the week of March the 17th. And I think that March 17th might have been the day that spring break actually started. That was on a Friday. So they went to school that Thursday. And then they were out that Friday. And they were going to be out, like, the entirety of that next week. So there was a lot of excitement, you know, as we were planning her party and what we were going to do and ordering all the things, um, you know, she'd given me a PowerPoint presentation on what she wanted and the colors, um, you know, the theme and, and, you know, she wanted to be gold and hot pink. Well, hot pink, light pink, white with hints of gold. Okay. Uh, she's accent very color, specific, very specific. Very specific. And, <laughs> Um, had her a uh, slide with the cakes that were acceptable, <laughs> um, a slide with the activities and kind of like the vibe she was going for. And she had like a whole like little weekend planned. Oh. It's really um, impressive, but that's like just who she is. She's always been like light years ahead of her age bracket in anything that we could have ever hoped for or expected to be blessed, to be able to charter um, in the world, she's just always been extraordinary. Yes. You know, um, happy, bubbly, just vibrant, a full vibrant, of full of life, smart, um, just a very precocious little girl, wise beyond her years. Yes. And always has had like um, this love for God and this love of Jesus. And I remember somebody 
who had never met. She, I told you this story before she scared me. I started a job and um, she saw a picture of my children on the desk and she had asked me if those were my girls. And I said, yeah. And she was like, yeah, you know, well, this one is this and this one, this one, you got to keep her close to Jesus. She's going to do, you know, great works in his name. You know, um, he designed her for him. She, she's going to have a heart for him. And it was so funny because at that particular point of her little life, she was about three years old and already, you know, loved God. We always had those Bible stories we would read every evening. And she would sit in her room and put all the chairs out and sit stuffed animals in them and be having church. I'll never forget. I came bursting over there one day and I was like, what are you doing? Because, you know, anybody who's a parent knows that when it gets really quiet. <laughs> we got to check what y'all got going on in there. Hey, you better go and see what's going on. And so I yes. went sipping over there to her room and she was just sitting very serenely on the chair with a, um, a Build-A-Bear on her lap and her arms crossed around it and her eyes closed. And I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, shh, mom, we're having church. always 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 um being about god and you know still you know to this day you know she sings on the um worship choir at church she asked me for what would jesus do you bracelet about i think i talked about this in the year about um 10 11 months ago and i just thought that that was so funny because that was well before her time and the fact that she even knew of it and then even more so when i asked her why she wanted it and and she told me she was like well duh mom i mean what would jesus do yeah she's like sometimes i have to be reminded we all did we now all imagine <laughs> we all do what would jesus do a in this situation child, yes. a little 12 year old girl saying that yeah but um, beautiful it was just like i said just an amazing amazing happy bubbly girl confident um know who she is and um just never could have imagined um, a world without her. And, you know, in all of the excitement and wonderment of ushering in the teen years with her, we found her hanging. Mm. Um, and I don't think, I don't think anybody can prepare for that. No parent, no no family member, no loved one could prepare for that. I mean, literally. It was a Saturday and we'd spent the day, you know, just lazing around on Amazon, spending money, as my husband likes to say, and just talking about all the things, you know, that we were going to do for her birthday and um, the things we were going to do the next day, all the shops that we were going to visit and stuff and even um, within 20 minutes before it would have all unfolded, um, she was sitting Indian style in the bed next to me. And I remember telling her um, that I loved her with my whole heart. And I was like, I'm pointing to my chest. And she's like, Mom, I do not live in between your boobs. Like, this is just classic her. This, <laughs> this is, is like Kalea. This is her. <laughs> this is how she is. <laughs> and I said, yes, you do. I was like, you know, um, when you were growing inside of me, I said, that's where you were. I said, right up under my heart. And I couldn't have imagined um, what beheld us after that. Like I said, it was maybe... Maybe 20 minutes later when I went into her room and found her and 
Um, it's okay. I knew that she was gone. Amen. I remember. I knew that. Um, but I didn't want to believe that. And I was just trying to do anything that I could. Um, just trying to get her down. I couldn't get her down. I was screaming for my husband. And it was almost like having an out-of-body experience. You know, it's happening, but... It was like I was watching it happen more than experiencing it happen. Um, and we didn't know CPR. I knew what I had seen on TV. But I didn't know CPR. And um, I remember calling 911 trying to... Um, get instructions. That was the first thing that I told her, you know, we found her or we cut her down. She's not breathing. I need you to walk me right into the middle of CPR. She was asking all of these questions that are infuriating. Um, when you're in a life or a death situation, like I'm telling you exactly what I need. And you're asking me all of these questions, you know, well, did you cut her down? You need to get her down first. I'm like, Oh my gosh. You know, so I just kind of tossed the phone aside and just started doing what I thought to do. And, um, I don't know, you know, time stands still in moments like that. I don't know how long it took um, before paramedics showed up. I know now it's about six minutes. It wasn't a long time. Um, but it felt like forever. And um, they asked me to step out of the room and they were in there working on her. And, you know, I hear them talking and, you know, I hear them saying they don't, um, there's no heartbeat, there's no pulse. And they're still working, they're talking amongst each other, and um, they're trying to decide which one of them is going to come out and talk to me. And um, I was on my knees, crying, angry with God. I was very angry. Because here we were every week talking about tests and talking about being tried by our words and talking about passing the test and learning and growing. And then, like, my whole life blew up. Because she is my life. My entire world, all my hopes and dreams. And that little girl. And it's been that way, you know, from <laughs> from her conception. She's just always been so desired and always so loved and so cherished. I always knew that there was a calling on her life. I've always known that. And I could not understand how we arrived at that moment. And before I could even fully process because I'm having a whole conversation with God collapsed on my floor um and something inside of me just said well why don't you praise him instead and I didn't even think about it just jumped up and just started saying thank you God I thank you for her life God I thank you for the gift of her for, of her laughter for her compassionate compassionate spirit for kindness she's so giving she's so 
she's just so strong um, in her sense of self, in her sense of God, in her sense of what is good and true. You know, she'd always tell me about judging people and always, you know, um, telling me like, it, it doesn't matter. You know, like this little body is telling me because, <laughs> you know, um, when she goes through, through things, she comes to her mama and, you know, I advise her. I advise her according to God, and I, you know, also it, it, it um, advise her according to the school yes. of High Knox. You know, it's, Amen. It's about I was going to say no. <laughs> um, you know, but she'll remind me, you know, of the word and, and, you know, what it says. And, you know, she'll be like, Mama, well, you know, you have to be careful. You know, people just be wanting you to slip because they already know, you know, that God is with you. You know, so, you know, I can't fall. You know, she just, she was just like that. So I was just thanking God. Um, cause in those moments I was just thinking about all these different conversations I've had with her, all the different experiences, you know, that I've, um, had with her. And all of a sudden one of the paramedics comes out of the room and he said, excuse me, ma'am. And I said, is she dead? You can tell me if she's dead. I just need to know. Mm. And he said, ma'am, she's not dead. And I said, no, I said, I just need you to be real. And I told him what I heard him saying. And he said, no, no, I don't know what you're out here doing. He said, I don't. He said, but whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And he said, I just found a pulse. He said, it's faint, but it's there. He's like, just keep doing what you're doing, mama. And he walked back into the room and I just started mm-hmm. praising God louder. And you know these things because you were on the phone with me. Mm-hmm. Um. And here we are, almost 90 days later, she is still here by the grace of God. Amen. These have been some of the most unimaginable days of our lives. When you think about the things that used to matter so much and that we put so much importance and stock into and the little trivial things that we would allow ourselves to get upset about. All of those things shift, you know, like instantly. Seven days and they told us Because when they rushed her to the hospital, um, they didn't allow me to ride with her in the ambulance. I had to follow it. And my husband had to stay behind while they processed our home as a crime scene. Um, And when I arrived, you know, I didn't know if she had made it um, on the ride or not. I just know what I was asking God for and what I was trusting him for. Because for me, only my husband and I know what it was, you know, when we found her. Like, I know that she was gone. I know that. And for me, you know, the fact that he said that there was a pulse and that he had gotten a faint heartbeat, you know, he that has begun a work in me is faithful to complete it. Amen. Amen. So I know that there's a reason that God did that. 
I don't know how her story ends, but I know that this is a chapter in an extraordinary journey. I know that prior to this happening about maybe what it was exactly 15 days before I took her to work with me and she sat in the cubicle um, and she, you know, so it was the whole um, first school. They had the whole day, like um, career day and, you know, kids get go to work with their parents and, you know, they're going to write a report on what they did. And, you know, I just didn't want to be bothered with that. You know, I work a very stressful job and I just told her I didn't want to participate, but, you know, um, <laughs> she's very persistent. Anybody who knows her knows that. Very persistent. And um, so long story short, I lost that battle and I brought her with me and I sat her over in the corner. Um, I have a really big like cubicle, so I had set her over in her little area and I was over across in mine and that's how we spent the day and she'd been doodling she's an artist um and she'd been doodling on my board um I didn't inspect her artwork I didn't you know pay any attention to any of that um just went on you know uh, about my life and um after this happened I hadn't gone to work but I was still working you know imagine working but I was um, remotely because, you know, we still got to live. We still have to eat. And it's still, you don't, you, you can't imagine because it's like, it, it's like this fissure where on the one side, this is what life was before. And then there's what life is going to be like after, but you don't quite know what that is. And then there's the now. And so we were just trying to do whatever, like, you know, we knew, um, to do until we could figure out, you know, if I was going to be able to go on leave and um, was she going to make it or what? Because, you know, they told us that night um, and they didn't think that she was going to make it through um, the night. Yeah. I wasn't concerned with that. I just wanted to see her. And um, when they let us see her, you know, I put on praise and worship immediately. And, you know, you know, um, as much as I love God, um, I don't think that I'm the most spiritual person um, as far as I don't recognize the power that I have within myself, Um, the power of my Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives within me. I don't think I readily recognize that power. You know, I've always really leaned very heavily on my grandmother's God and her relationship or you know, my wiser friends, their, you know, relationship. Um, but in that moment, it became even, because I was already working on my relationship with him. You know, we've been talking about that um, in 2023, drawing closer and being intentional. That instantly um, adjusted everything. And I recognized that not only did I need to be more intentional about my relationship with him, this was him presenting an opportunity for our family to adjust as a unit and recognize what matters the most. And it's not our jobs. It's not our financial status. It's not our social relationships. It's God first, then it's family. And then it's trying to be the change in the world that you want to see that God calls us to bring about 
um, by sharing his word and by sharing our triumphs and our struggles. I think we live so much of our lives right now under the carefully uh, manicured landscape of social media and what we think shows us in the best light and, you know, wanting people to envy how great we have it when really in the background we're dying, you know, we're crumbling. Our mental health is failing. Yeah. And it's because the world judges. And so we don't want to peel back the veil and allow people to see. We we are really, really careful about people. I know I am seeing only what I want you to see. You only know what I want you to know. Whatever I'm comfortable with you knowing, that's what you know. And it just came to me, you know, this is bigger than me. This is bigger than my baby. I know that I've said a lot and and we're coming closer to the time that we have to wrap, but the reason that I'm sharing is because my beautiful, smart, intelligent daughter that was so happy and vibrant every single day, you know, the teachers who come to see her, the principal, they, everybody is just like, like Kalea, you know, she was always happy, always smiling, but you never know what a person is going through. It is so important as a parent to go deeper than service level. And, you know, I, as a parent, went deeper than surface level. And above the surface of the happiness that everybody saw was a child that was really struggling um, to get to know who she is as a person, who she is as a member of this society, of our culture, um, in Christ. And middle school is a very hard time for anybody. Um, but even more so, you know, when you're bullied, when peers and their perception matter more and have more influence over your life than the parents that love you and guide you and teach you. Um, what these children feel about their peers matters so much more and the enemy is using it. He is using social media to poison their minds. They're comparing themselves. Suicide is being glamorized. Mental health, it's its cool to have afflictions. It's cool to say that you have ADD or you're bipolar and, you know, like all of these things and these children are casting spells on themselves. You know, um, the power of life and death is in the tongue and we have to be careful not only what we allow our children to let into the windows of their soul, which is the ears, the eyes, what we're speaking over them. Because we're casting spells when you say that a child is bad, you know, that a child is never their actions. Mm. There's always an opportunity to teach and to lead. And there'll be more on next week, but let me leave you with this. Dig deeper there's always more than what surface level until then peace we can't stop we can't stop yeah come in here